0: hello everybody and welcome back to talking about birds the only cardinal podcast that like the cardinals coaching staff is small and easily replaceable (laughs) my name is nate heininger and i am joined as always by my co-host ben samorka what up H? and this week we are going to be talking about the potential return of yadier molina we're going to yeah right uh we're going to continue our discussion on the cardinal off season and what they could do to improve the team and we're going to continue our coverage of the 2023 baseball playoffs have an idea for the opening bit tweet us at talk about birds ham my boy how you doing how you feeling? what up I'm you're wearing sunglasses good. you're in your basement
1: yep it's yeah. good luck i'm feeling great yeah <laughs> i got my shifty eyes going back here i can kind uh, of see the reflection of myself ooh, off ooh. of your glasses you know you never know which way i'm going so that's i'm just keeping you on your toes uh, but no i'm doing great nate the weather is uh fine uh mm. Playoff baseball has gotten more interesting.
0: It has. Uh,
1: Yeah, no, I'm doing well. Cool. Well, I've got something that I've been meaning to talk about for
0: about two and a half weeks now, but we always get going on our bullshit so quickly that I forget. So uh, I just want to quickly take a moment. And Ben, I know this is really important to you as well. And so we as a podcast would like to congratulate St. Louis City Football Club on clinching the Western Conference First place overall, playoffs begin in a couple weeks. It's been quite the season.
1: I don't give a shit. (laughs) Nobody cares.
0: (laughs) Come on, Roman Berkey, best goalie in the league, might win the MVP, which as far as I understand it is equivalent to like a pitcher winning the MVP. So, you know, you got to be truly remarkable. Wow. Um, It's been quite the season.
1: You know, I think that MLS is this is all orchestrated and conducted by the powers that be to get a bunch of suckers into MLS in St. Louis, spend their hard earned dollar going to that stupid stadium and and wearing the Mm -hmm. pink jerseys and singing and whatever the hell you guys do. Um, About half of the next year, you're going straight to hell and everything's going (laughs) down. Um, Maybe we're going to Margarita hell. You should go to Margarita hell. I, I just don't care. Um, yeah,
0: well, I get it. Denver's football team, their soccer team is trash. Yeah. Uh, and it's owned by Stan Kroenke, I believe. So you shouldn't care, frankly. Yeah. Um, but we have a good team
1: and it's great. Yeah. uh, I'm sure the owners are, uh, not morally (laughs) bankrupt. I'm sure there's no No, issues. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they're great. The stadium is beautiful. And yeah, it, I will get you to come to here and go again, go to a game at some point. And if you're I gonna, pay for absolutely nothing, including beverages, I, I could maybe be convinced to go. But well, I I'm just not, don't care. Yeah. Well, it's been quite the season and uh, the
0: playoffs start in a couple weeks, which should be fun. And yeah. it's nice to have a St. Louis team that is doing well this year. Uh, so uh, we also I forgot to do it last week. Um, but I thought we'd do it at the top of the show to get this to to wrap up a season-long game wow. that we played together. Uh, if you don't make it to the end of the episodes, uh, we've been playing a game, uh, this is two years in a row, where we do our, we call it Draft Day, Heroes and Hatchlings edition, and we both had to pick players uh, at the beginning of the year, three from the 26 man three from not the 26 man and whoever accumulated the most fan graphs war over that time over the season would win. Well, last year ended in a tie and shocking. a shocking, shocking tie and even more shocking because <laughs> because of an on air stack correction. This is insane. Uh, uh, this year has also ended in a tie. And so. We were using fan graphs as our source of truth for the war. Um, but uh, in order to break the tie, we have switched to baseball reference war. And Ben, I'm here to uh, to give you those numbers. Are Drop you Drop them on me, Nate. Okay. So uh, just to recap the teams, the um, I drafted Nolan Arenado, Nolan Gorman, Dylan Carlson, Matt Liberatore, Gordon Graceffo, and Moises Gomez. And Ben drafted Goldie, Tyler O'Neill, Tommy Edmond, Mason Wynn, uh, Guillermo Zuniga, and Jake Walsh. And both of these sets of players ended at a 6.1 total fan graphs war. And with baseball reference the final numbers are Ben you re- ended with a 5.3 okay baseball reference war and my team ended with a 5.0 <laughs> <laughs> oh that feels good so obviously very close still um the big difference and i did think this was interesting so on Fangraphs war matthew liberator put up 0.8 almost one full war on very little actual in-season production mostly that one incredible game against the tampa bay rays uh on baseball reference war he was negative 0.3
1: wow that's a big swing it's a huge swing do not quote me on this but if i remember correctly i think Fangraphs war values high strikeouts for pitchers uh more highly than baseball reference war does i think baseball reference war is more focused on uh era and innings pitched um so that i think that might make sense but if you know or want to correct me hit hit us up at talk about birds at gmail.com but i'm 99 percent sure that's the rationale there and uh you suck so uh <laughs> yeah it sucks to suck man
0: yeah uh let's see other differences mason win was only negative 0.6 instead of negative 0.8 for you i'll take that um, and oh, yeah yeah that was really the big one dylan carlson was worth 0. 0.5 instead of 0. 0.2 so he gained a little bit from yeah. this um, it also had Arenado and Gorman with the exact same war. Now, oh my, on Fangraph, they were barely apart from each other as well. But it just sort of, again, speaks to the the. it's funny how it's such a different story. Nolan Gorman putting up two and a half war. We're like, hell yeah, it's coming. Arenado putting up two and a half war. We're like, oh, no, what happened?
1: The bounce back must happen.
0: Yeah, yes. Yeah, and it, I think it will. I think it will next year.
1: It would it would be shocking for the season to go next year as it went this year. Full stop. Like yeah, pretty much down the down the entire roster. Yeah, yeah. I, hundred percent. So if if that is the case, the Cardinals. You know, Ali Marmol is talking about how this is the one of the more important off seasons of Cardinals baseball. Like that is the case, then like we're in rebuild city. We're we're yeah we're yeah. figuring other shit out.
0: Yeah, it's it's a it's a. Um, it's a far deeper issue if Nolan Arenado is basically in his full-on decline years. Yeah, Paul Goldschmidt. I mean, he he reasonably is in his decline years, but like, well, know, we'll talk
1: about. I got some some numbers yeah. on
0: Goldie. I want to drop on your yeah. lap uh, later. Um, but yeah, if if we have a repeat of next year and all the offense stays bad too, it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a problem. It's gonna be.
1: Bad. It's going to be bad. Um. Wow. Yeah. Well, speaking of the future. Yeah. Nathan, looking Benjamin. forward. There's a lot of Yachty talk right now. A lot of Yachty
0: talk going yachty, on.
1: Yachty, Yachty, Yachty. So, obviously, I'm sure we're, we're not the breaking this news. I'm sure you've seen on the interwebs that there are conversations of bringing Yachty or Molina back into a back bringing him home, bring Yadi home, just where he needs to be, where he should be, where he belongs. Mm-hmm. And also like shots at the Cardinals front office and coaching staff. Maybe they this team cannot function or does not know how to function <laughs> or run a pitching staff or the catching position or game planning without a uh, Yachty Air Molina in those meetings and in the dugout i don't We've know kind
0: of talked about that for a while now this sort of uh almost like great man theory right that the cardinals have basically managed uh the last two decades of success off of uh just a handful of real premium people and then everything else surrounding it has just been uh like mediocrity. And like, as soon as those premium
1: people were out, everything collapses. Right. And it's, you know, there's also health. There's also an effectiveness. Yeah. There's also age, you know, that that slow creep of time um, that I think attacked our pitchers up and down the roster this year. But yeah. it's like pretty easy for me to believe that Yadier Molina, who is one of the best defensive catchers of all time, came up and learned pitching theory and game management from Tony La Russa, one of the more successful managers of all time, and Dave Duncan, one of the best pitching coaches of all time. Um, So that kind of perfect storm allowed the Cardinals to get by longer and further on less than maybe would be possible in a situation that wasn't so perfectly concocted for that all to happen, right? It's that's like, I, it's very narrativey, and it's very like, of course, uh, one plus one equals two type of thing. But like, I don't, I'm, you know, we're yeah, sitting here I, in the off season, and I believe it more and more. I well, and it
0: it also kind of makes sense, you know, if you're running a business, you're running an organization, and you're looking at where you need to improve, and like that's where you're putting your focus and your attention. Like, you know, it's it's short sighted. But you can see why they would maybe be like, well, we don't really need to work on a a, like a catching coach or anything like that. Right. You know, outside of the minor leagues, um, because, you know, we've got it at the top level. We don't need to work on game calling. We've got it at the top level. Let's focus on the other things that we need. You know, Um, again, it's short sighted, but you can kind of like you can see how you can get comfortable just letting that part of your business
1: like stay the same because you just and, don't need, you've got it already and, and as we talked about last week and was reported by katie Wu in the athletic like if you already have a small smaller than average brain trust in your front office so maybe the existing members are spread a little bit thin compared to other organizations you don't have Maybe that person in the room saying, hey, are we thinking about this properly? It's no, it's that the wheel's not squeaky. So, you know, charge forward and we'll focus on, you know, attaining Nolan Arenado or Paul Goldschmidt or or whatever these other kind of lofty projects that the front office has completed. The the draft room has obviously been a massive focus for that group. So, yeah, it all kind of makes sense. Um, And so how do you fix it? Well, you go and you bring back <laughs>
0: Yadier Molina like it, so, yeah, I, it works for a lot of reasons. Right. I mean, let's if, if this whole theory of like the Cardinals have been overly reliant on individuals like Yadier Molina uh, and you're trying to fix that. Well, maybe it's not the long term solution, but at least <laughs> the, the here and now is bring him back. Let's get it going again.
1: Yeah, and I'll 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 kind of read. Molina was interviewed uh, by a newspaper in Puerto Rico called the El Vocero, and he was quoted in saying, um, uh, and this is translated obviously. uh, We hope that if something happens, it will happen soon. And if not, I would still be willing to continue helping them when they need me while I am here in Puerto Rico. They have the knowledge of my willingness. Uh, and then a parenthetical to paraphrase his thoughts uh, to accept a coaching slash advising position. So, I mean, that's saying that there, there's mutual interest. Yachty's willing to make it happen. I'm sure I'm sure that money will not be an object of of like uh, consternation as far as getting this done. It's more going to be like, what is the specific role? What yeah. is the workload? if Yachty wants to go back to Puerto Rico for a family thing or a personal thing, is the team going to be okay with that? I'm a basketball game. I'm obviously reading between the lines there a little bit, but I'm guessing that he wants to maintain some flexibility while also helping the team. And maybe they're trying to work out exactly what that looks like. And so I think that all in all, having Yachty who is a brilliant baseball mind obviously has a good relationship with pitchers. Obviously, I think that he can. I I believe that it is obvious that he has something to teach the Wilson Contreras, Ivan Herrera's, uh, Jimmy Crooks's of the world, mm-hmm. um, and and probably the uh, good majority of the young pitching staff as well. Um, and I think that's inherently good. I do think that while this is worth that, the Cardinals should do this. I, I I'm going to fully stamp it. The Cardinals should make this happen. And uh, if it's to prep Yachty for an eventual management role, if it's just to be a special advisor, whatever that is, I'm pretty much here for it. What maintains when we're talking about this type of thing is the insular nature of the Mm -hmm. Cardinals. And they are what you're doing or what you're just saying is like they are just rewinding the tape. Uh, Maybe this is side B rather than side a, but it's the same damn thing that they've been doing for the past 20 years. Um, so I, I, I know I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, but it's like, what, what am I supposed to to think here? What? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm happy. But of course
0: it's Yachty. Like no Cardinal fan is going to be like, mm, is it the right idea to bring Yachty or Molina back? You know, it's like, it's obvious, but I think is, is he going to usurp power from <laughs> Ali Marmol in the clubhouse? Well, there is an interesting fact here (laughs) that Marmol is not under contract after 2023. And if Yachty comes in as a bench coach and it go and they have another bad season, but Yachty seems to mesh well in the dugout as a coach. It would not surprise me at all, Ben, to see Yachty become the next manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, but um. You know, Skip Schumacher just did the same thing, although he went to the yeah. Marlins instead of St. Louis. Right. So uh, it's a the it's a spot where many managers have come from, the St. Louis bench coach and something like that. So And, uh, and the catcher position. Uh, yeah. Matheny. Um, Bruce I yeah, I, uh, I I think, you know, what you're saying is that we need to see a broader systemic change to feel more comfortable about the long-term success of the Cardinals player development, just adding in Yachty to the dugout, I think will have a meaningful impact on the day-to-day gameplay of the St. Louis Cardinals. You've got that sort of ace in the hole, so to speak, you know, you've got like worst case scenario, you've got one of the best game callers in the league in baseball history, frankly, sitting in the dugout, analyzing the pitcher, telling everyone on the in the team what the pitcher's doing, what to expect. And also, you if you need to, Yachty could call the game from the dugout, call every single pitch, right? You've got that backup that I don't think that they
1: had before. So it's like, like that is an, an immediate plus up to the dugout. You could tell Wilson Contreras, all I need you to do is hit the baseball hard. Don't worry about game planning. Yeah, we got that. Yeah. Yachty will do it from the dugout.
0: It's cool. We got that. And that's fine. But to your point that I think is is a fair concern, it's like you are just repeating the same general approach that the Cardinals have taken to management and player development for the last two decades. And so I hope that they do bring back Yachty. I think it's an obvious slam dunk. But if that ends up being The only major change to how the the Cardinals player development and and coaching staff is um, is designed and implemented this offseason, then I think it's going to be a major disappointment. It will be akin to what the Cardinals did last offseason when they signed Wilson Contreras. And we said, great, what a good first step to solving the problems (laughs) with this team. And then they did nothing right and we had
1: a horrible season so you that would be exactly you, the same you did what you had to do you're essentially forced to do is, is get Wilson right. Contreras Yadier yeah. Molina Molina is almost forcing you to hire him by saying this I mean really <laughs> like well, why wouldn't you do it the yeah. Cardinals at the trading yeah. deadline did what they had to do they had to get rid of the pitching talent and the talent that they were not going to retain in 2024 and go get value for that and that that's really what this all comes down to is when are the cardinals going to do something that they are not like pushed up against a wall with a freaking yeah. gun to their head like when are they going to help themselves out rather than letting the circumstances force their hand to make it happen um it drives me insane and i think that i'm going want to keep talking about this until the Cardinals do something to change this. Um, To add on, it does not appear that the Cardinals will part ways with uh, Turner Ward, who is obviously in his first year as a hitting coach, uh, and Dusty Blake. I I would imagine Dusty Blake, of all people, is probably here for a while. And -hmm. I would actually see him promoted before seeing him uh, go pitch or, or work for another organization, like take on more of like a a management or advisory or a strategic role outside of the dugout. But I, I guess we'll see about that. Um, but the organization, and, and this is all kind of wrapped around the Cardinals not addressing the media yet, and we're still waiting for that and assuming what's going to happen, a, a reorganization, a restructure of the staff, um, and, and maybe assigning those coaches or those people to a different role. Um, and maybe that's coming with Uh, a Yachty edition. Maybe there's something else on their mind. I have here written on the outline, do the Cardinals need some type of Ron Washington type figure? A guy who is like, or Buck Showalter, I think is another interesting name Mm -hmm. to show out there. Although I think Buck wants to manage one more time. Yeah. But like a guy who's been there, he's been doing it since before you and I were born. He's worked for half the organizations in baseball and just Another voice that isn't, um, someone who the, the Cardinals, Cardinals <laughs> drafted or like what did they? Yeah, they it wasn't found, a bit, it wasn't like, a utility in like a in town. Right? <laughs> Didn't Moselock pick Shilt up from a mining town and he like put took a lump of coal out of his mouth and said, "Son, you're gonna be a baseball man yeah. in forty yep. years."
0: That's why he looks so good wearing hats.
1: <laughs> he does look good wearing hats. Not. Nah. <laughs>
0: He is one of the, the the way he wore his like flat brim hat pulled all the way down to the tops of his eyes always cracked me up. Yeah, Kinda looked like a mining helmet.
1: See, that's where I got that from. But hmm. so, anyways, it's good news.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been I've been saying the Cardinals should go get Gabe Kapler, and I'm sure he wants to be a you know manager again. But I don't know, like, spe- like special second manager i don't know what the (laughs) title would be but you know like let's 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 get some co-managers going down in there you know let's let's just is a bunch of smart people are
1: moving around right now let's grab at least one or two of them put kim ing in the dugout change something up is is it desirable to come to the cardinals right now do you want to come be a part of this team could they attract gabe kapler could they convince um, an older, uh, seasoned coach to come here, like Mike Maddox. The more, <laughs> yeah, I think Mike I, Maddox wanted out.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, speculation, you know, obviously, but it is pure speculation because what he also said makes sense. You know, he he was considering retiring, and then he got a uh, you know had the uh, opportunity he couldn't refuse. Yeah, it's his hometown. You know, like I it it could have been a blend of multiple, like most things it's somewhere in the middle, you know, but it, it also, I think it's like, it could just be what he said it was. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what, um, you know, I don't know who's out there right now. Uh, and who would be like the right fit and and whatnot, but it, it certainly seems that way. We've been saying it for a while, like just somebody else, um, that, yeah, like you said, wasn't an old coal miner or, drafted <laughs> as a middle infielder for the St. Louis Cardinals in like 1985 or whatever. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. They need like a like a former Rays I'm, I'm trying to think of somebody who would like been on the Rays a few years ago and was a solid team player but not great. Like one of those zero war 1200 plate appearance <laughs> guys, you know. And it needs yeah, to be. I was going to from... say what's
0: Ben Zobrist up to, but
1: you know. Ben, well, no, he's, he's, his worst. He's too good. He's, yeah, too good. he's too good. No, like a, um, where's Logan Morrison doing is Logan Morrison <laughs> out there somewhere. <laughs> That's a good um, um, uh, Malik Smith, um, Trevor ploof. What about Trevor ploof? That was like, he was with the, the rays and the twins and, you know, he's got a good personality and a podcast and everything. I'm just saying the I, I think I'll I'll just I'll drop it. Anyways, new new faces, <laughs> new names, maybe yeah. from the Rays or Dodgers or Giants organization, maybe even a Yankee. I don't know. Just somebody.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I it, it at the very least something something major needs to happen this offseason on top of bringing back Yadier Molina. But um, but how great will it
1: be to have Yachty in the dugout? Oh, I can't wait! It's Yachty. It'll be great. Yeah. It's Yachty. He'll it's he'll get the largest pop of any player on the, or mm-hmm. any person in the dugout uh, when they announce the the rosters and everything like that. But that's okay. It'll I I am I do have a hard time imagining
0: him uh, maintaining the levels of um, I don't know like, uh, calmness that you generally expect from dugout, uh, members, you know, but maybe that's okay. But I just see him getting ejected from like 80% of games that don't
1: go well. Yeah. Well, that's why He won't be the manager just yet. He'll be a coach and be okay. (laughs) It's fine. Ollie can take the wheels.
0: Uh, let's move on. Um, the good thing is I do think we'll get answers to this coaching stuff pretty fast. You know, we got a couple more weeks of the of the playoffs, and then this sort of stuff tends to be the things that are wrapped up
1: the earliest. Come down from the mountain, hand us the slabs, we'll decipher them, Mm -hmm. so on and so forth. Yes. All right. You have some stuff you want to talk about with Goldie. So let's dig in on that. I do. We're just kind of we're digging on Goldie a little bit. Uh he didn't have a great season. Um But I I wanted to highlight, we've been a little down in the dumps the last couple episodes. So let's let's talk about something positive. And I want to talk about Goldie. In 2023, Goldie actually had a lot of awesome things happen. And I think that his results is the Cardinals year. It's a shit year. Okay. Um, But Goldie actually did some pretty impressive things. According to StatCast and looking at fan graphs and baseball savant and all that shit that I was digging through, um, he had a higher average exit velocity. In 2023 he had a higher sweet spot percentage in 2023 higher expected batting average and a higher hard hit percentage he had the exact same expected woba um so i say all that to illustrate the fact that yes paul goldschmidt had a lot of good luck happen in 2022 which led to his mvp um, and that's kind of how it goes right you win an mvp you probably had a good year and a lucky year um, yeah, the same is going to be true for Acuna or Mookie Betts. Um, now Acuna also just was on fire all year. That's special things happen, right? Um, yeah, but I say all that to say that Paul Goldschmidt actually hasn't really taken a step back yet. Um, and my thought I, I have here on the outline it says, By the dip, extend my guy he is secured for one final year, 2024 is his final year under contract, and I think that the Cardinals should take this time in the off season and extend Goldschmidt for another two or three or maybe even four years. I think the man should retire as a Cardinal. Um, I want to see him go into the hall of fame wearing a Cardinals cap. Um, but I think I, I've been thinking this for a while, but at looking yeah. into that and seeing that his different performance was not actually related to anything he was doing, he has stayed consistent. um, and he has defied the aging curve uh significantly i I think you lock him up yeah
0: i you don't have to it doesn't take much to convince me that that's a lot of compelling underlying numbers and and it all coming together with the um expected woba, which is a stat that we both really like and so if the um expected woba is the same between twenty two and twenty three you're we're basically saying he had the same process. If not, in some ways, you know, underlying numbers look like he's actually almost improving in 2023 versus 2022. And then you have no reason to assume any sort of significant decline going into 2024. Um, And there may be an opportunity to get a, a bit of a bargain. You know, I'm sure at this point, his agent knows, you know, these underlying numbers are not, uh, they're not a secret anymore. No, you know, no. everybody knows this sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, the the results on the on your the back of your baseball card, your your runs, your RBIs, your home runs and whatnot do tend to impact your uh, free agency status. And so uh, there may be a chance to get a little bit of a deal for uh, for Pauly because of the results of his process in 23, even though I, the process was still elite.
1: I mean, I also think that like if you just look, I think if you really look at the deal that he signed with the Cardinals and was at twenty nineteen where he was making it's like under twenty six a year because of that first year was was discounted Um, like this. I I think you could get him for a reasonable price, full stop, even if he had another MVP year. Um, I don't think Paul Goldschmidt is the kind of guy who would, you know, stick it to Mo and Co. And I re- I just think he's open to a deal. It seems like he would want to still be here. And I think the Cardinals, they just now is the time. Don't let it go any further. Um, because yeah. I think that if Paul Goldschmidt ever does get to free agency, in, even in his advanced, advanced age, you know, I don't know, the Yankees might offer him a boatload. Or, or there there many teams are going to be in line to get him for all of the reasons that are obvious that we know for watching Paul Goldschmidt yeah. for the last handful of years. And I just think you can't let him go. I understand. I'm sure that there are people out there who say, "Well, what about Jordan Walker taking first base? What about Alec Brolson taking first base? First base is kind of blocking some people." And I say, um, "No, that's fine." Yeah, yeah. Give it, me Paul. Bl-
0: blocking implies that the person who is in the spot is not incredibly valuable. You know, Paul Goldschmidt is not blocking. Jordan Walker from playing first base, Paul Goldschmidt is just being an elite first baseman. And so, uh, you know, it's like it's up to Jordan Walker to find a place to play other other than where your future Hall of Fame first baseman is playing, you know? Yeah, Uh, which is why he's playing right field and doing a, a, you know, starting to turn into a pretty good right fielder. So. Uh, yeah, I agree 100%. I don't think that you'll find many that would disagree with you here, Ben, but I think those underlying numbers do do you know showcase something that probably a lot of people weren't really recognizing in this year where everything just seemed to be bad. And Goldie definitely, like, he is such a... His personality is that of which that when things are not going perfectly, like, it almost looks like he's mopey, you know? So it can <laughs> yeah. feel like it can feel like an even worse year than it was and it should be stated too like he put up almost four Fangraphs wars so it's not like it was you know like for for a lot of people that's a career year that you say i can't believe yeah. i accomplished that in the major leagues and you know it's still it's where a lot of standard all-stars are sitting in any, any given year you know it's just not the Six or seven that like we know a peak Goldie can do and what what he right. got in 2022. And,
1: and like, yeah, I think we talked about this when Matt Holiday was on the team, like when he does start to decline, um, it seems very unlikely that it will be rapid uh, because the yeah. way that he has retained value for such a long time. So even a 70, 80 percent Paul Goldschmidt is still a great player. Um yeah. and you know, not to mention all the all the fun stuff that'll come around when he starts getting some of these milestones and, and all the fun of that. But I want Paul Goldschmidt to play in the playoffs deep for the St. Louis Cardinals. And uh, yeah. you know, we'll see if that happens next year. But I, I just think now is the the time to retain the guy. By the dip. Yeah. And between by the dip, and with him and you know, with Arenado,
0: since Arenado has fully committed to staying with St. Louis, like and I don't think you'll have to convince Goldie. It's just whether right. the Cardinals think it's the right thing to do, uh, long-term and I, you know, there's the Jordan Walker, but after that, it's <laughs> not like there's a, like, you know, it's not like where there's a ton of guys beating down the door to play first right. base, you know? So, and Jordan Walker's young and, and,
1: has can play in multiple spots if needed. Right. So if if the Cardinals extend Goldie for three more years, he and Arenado's Cardinals tenure is lined up to end at the same time. And in three years we could have the Goldie the uh, Yachty Albert thing that happened as they walk off into the sunset. Although I bet Nolan keeps playing. No, going to say, Nolan will be thirty-four or maybe thirty-five. Yeah. So he'll he'll It'll probably be thirty-six because there was okay. that year added—that fifteen million dollar a year right. added after the deal was done. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: and we'll probably go over this all again too. I hope in five years we're like extend Arenado, put him in the hall yeah. as a Cardinal. Which Oops. so. I would have to imagine I, 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 if Goldie ends, if Goldie leaves the Cardinals at the end of next year and has a good year, but maybe not MVP. Do you think he like any, and let's say he went into the hall right after that, would he be doing a Cardinal hat or a Diamondbacks
1: hat? Or I think or he'd be a, doing a Diamondbacks hat. Yeah, no, or I like a no. I think, yeah, no, we, we need some playoff runs that that'll change yeah. it. Not that it really matters, but that would, that would change it is, we need. He won uh, his MVP as a Cardinal. Pauly. He did, but we need to get Paulie in like the CS at least, and I think well, that we did
0: once, but it went horribly.
1: You, yeah, we've
0: all forgotten that. You know, he did go to the NLCS or the Cardinals, uh, but it's an NLCS that uh, that Shell we just don't ever like be to forgotten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was so bad.
1: Yeah, he needed his buddy
0: Nolan. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I agree with you. If you uh, if you're out there and you disagree with the Cardinals extending uh Goldschmidt, let us know. Yeah. Um, you got some stats here from uh the Fall League. What do you want to talk about? Oh,
1: yeah. I just want to. We. I don't want to go too long in this. I'm just going to hit a few notes here. Uh, but uh, Jerpy and Roby have made their Arizona Fall League debuts. Um, jerpy did not look great. He is being a reliever right now. His fastball is slow. Um, and he is being ineffective. Uh, I was reading a Keith law article that was essentially assigning him reliever status. Um, unless he can get something to change here soon, which is not ideal. Uh, but I don't think ultimately that shocking based on what his profile was coming out. He also is having some really bad splits issues where righties are kind of beating up on him right now but we'll see about that um and roby uh looking at him he was uh likely overthrowing in his first start but all the spin rates were good everything was moving like crazy he just didn't really know where the ball was going which is not really a tacoa roby problem uh so yeah. nothing to be worried about but just a quick check-in it's, it's not going super great um just yet unless your name is victor scott the second um <laughs> and like if I wasn't hyped up enough from the conversation that I had with Kyle uh, a couple yeah. of weeks ago, like watching what Victor Scott's doing in the AFL um, and looking at his future and his ceiling and everything like that. I was uh, reading a, another article. It was essentially describing as Victor Scott, like uh, Billy Hamilton, except for with like strength, um, yeah. like the ability to hit the ball out of the park and, and the, with the ability to catch and throw the ball the way that he can. Um, getting very, very excited about Victor Scott yeah and with the new uh stolen base uh
0: you know um focus the between the bag sizes and 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 distance and everything like yeah I mean what's not to be excited about with this guy yeah. I listened to you talk to Kyle about him as well and it's like you know it is sort of the Billy Hamilton thing of like or, or like estuary Ruiz with on uh the athletics you know these guys that are insanely fast and it allows them to be generally good at defense as well because they're so fast, but they just don't do anything else and so there's just been this like like someday there's going to be one of these guys that are the fastest in the league and they can do like one other offensive profile thing good enough to where they become this dominant exciting force in the league and you know with, with his speed you don't have to have that much power to become, right. uh, you know, incredibly valuable. But, you know, those, those two things don't usually go together. That's why it's such a rare combo. So is yeah. he that rare combo? I certainly hope so. And what's the
1: timeline? If he's playing in the AFL and he's doing well, that's usually a uh, kind of a signal that this person is going to be in the big leagues pretty yeah. soon. I wonder, like, is he... assuming that this next uh, the rest of this month goes well for him is he like legitimately in the conversation for breaking with the big league club next year and and taking over center field and maybe some trades happening and and him kind of being handed that uh maybe sooner than we expected i don't know it's that's wild speculation of course but yeah feels early but the
0: outfield has been so uncertain um, you know, Palacios certainly wants a voice in there as well. And then of course the guys that you have already had and have been trying to have be your, uh, centerpieces of your outfield with Newt bar and yeah. O'Neill. Uh, and then there's the Burleson story. And then there's of course, uh, Yepes, And then there's of course, uh, Jordan Walker, who's a fixture, you know, you got a lot. So there'd have to yeah. be a bit of a, a house clearing, I think before you get to Victor Scott, um, or he just has to continue lighting everything on fire in front of him and and force the issue,
1: right? Um, so yeah, interesting. And I guess like to just build on the point that you're making, uh, you put this note here that I'll I guess I'll read uh, since I'm talking now. Um, but Tyler O'Neill's perceived trade value has never been lower. But if there's a suitor for the oft-injured outfielder, St. Louis will jump on it. When I saw you put this on the outline, Nate, you know what I thought to myself? What? This is the least news news ever. <laughs> uh, so it, if, if someone qu- is willing to overpay for an injured yeah. outfielder, we'll trade on it. Duh. So so this is a quote from
0: the athletics, Jen McCaffrey. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and, and I did put it on, I was thinking about it for a number of reasons. Uh, one, because it's just interesting to hear any name talked about from the Cardinal perspective, because the Cardinals are so close knit with everything. So just hearing a reporter say the Cardinals are willing to trade. Sure. Tyler O'Neill is interesting. But also um to your point this is I this is a good reminder uh for everyone what the off season what every cardinal off season looks like when you have a team full of average to slightly above average players and a pretty good farm system and also a lot of holes on your big league roster you line up with everyone Everything lines up with everyone. If like, so our you know, writers need to put out content. And so they start to do stuff like this. And that doesn't mean there's an actual rumor. There's an actual conversation. There's been any actual development in a trade. Um, But yeah, of course, the Cardinals are willing to move Tyler O'Neill. It makes sense. I mean, personally, I'm torn on it because it is. It would be an incredible sell low. I don't. I can't even imagine what you're getting for a Tyler O'Neill right now, unless he's a throw in and and yeah, another. Nothing. You know, after two years now of pretty ineffectiveness, uh, but you know, he he's likely has to go. Like him and like three of these other guys I just listed all kind of need to go, or you know, some version of all three of them, or you know, three of those like five guys I listed kind of need to go. Whether it's O'Neill or Burleson or whatever I kind of don't care at this point just like they all we need to
1: try to turn them into one valuable piece (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah I guess we'll see I I would I I just I'm I would expect Dylan Carlson to be traded before but we'll see it depends on the team how far they uh, are away from contention what they're trading for um that being said like everybody knows the numbers everybody knows what tyler o'neill can do if a team is in a position to take a risk on a player like that um you maybe you could actually get some value for it who knows uh but the guy can't stay healthy um and nobody wants that nobody wants their trade like going back to that yankees trade for montgomery and bader i love harrison bader i think he's a four war player i think he's really good guy can't stay healthy when you trade an asset that is steady like Montgomery for a guy who can't be healthy. It's just really, really hard to even come out, even let alone win yeah. that trade. And what front office can convince the rest of their baseball ops department that Tyler O'Neill is going to finally click. This in is this the year. year? Yeah. yeah, this is the year. I Seems know. hard to do. It's like,
0: it's he's what the Cardinals. It's like, it's the only spot that makes sense for Tyler O'Neill is just being on the Cardinals. And it's yeah. like, you know, getting a shot to be healthy and good. And
1: then as soon as he's hurt, we're like,
0: all right, well, let's keep it going.
1: Yeah. <sighs> yeah. We'll see. Uh, one other note I wanted to hit, uh, before we hit the break was, uh, just this quick thing I saw on Aaron Nola, uh, while I was doing scrolling last night. Um, so Aaron Nola did not have a great year, right? He had a four, four ERA. Um, and he looks awesome in the playoffs. There was an article in sports illustrated, uh, that came out a little while ago that apparently, uh, Aaron Nola's mechanics were screwed up all season uh, and he was they thought maybe the pitch clock was part of it it turned out that he was looking at the pitch clock in front of him um, and that was kind of taking his momentum forward and you know if you've ever watched Aaron Nola pitch he's he's weird right he's all arms and legs he has this three-quarter arm slot all of his stuff moves like crazy it's not surprising that a little a little tweak and his performance would would you know spell not disaster, but not as good as he normally is. One of his pitching coaches told him to start when he sets up to look at the bat the pitch clock on the left side of home plate rather than the right side of home plate <laughs> and since he's done that, he's had it's a sub one point five e r a if you watch his performance Tuesday night in the n l c s the guy is locked in locked and loaded um he is been fantastic so um if anyone was thinking that Aaron Nola or the Cardinals could possibly get a discount on Aaron Nola uh I'd say be be, you know wipe those away that is not going to happen I I think I was looking this up the other day he has been the fourth or fifth most productive pitcher in baseball since 2016 which is the first year he was a full-time big leaguer um I think the Cardinals should go for Aaron Nola I think that he should be their number one or number two target um, but I think he's going to be very expensive. To what yeah. degree, I don't know. What this this market's going to be so weird. But yeah. Just a, a little funny note that I thought eh, I love those. Out. That it's like,
0: what an insane thing to recognize and then for that to be the solution to. Right. Yeah. You know? It's just like when you think about like what is a what is a pitching coach do? You know, like you these guys, especially at that level, it's like they've been doing it at a high level for you know their entire lives, their stars, and like, well, how does a pitching coach, you know, help? And it's like, yeah. like, oh, you know, I know this is a, a kind of a bizarre example, but it it is that like, you just need to slightly turn your head a little to the <laughs> left instead of to the right or or whatever, and yeah. you know, and with you know, the, the, the velocity and the spin on these things, just a fraction of a degree change of your release point or whatever can, can be the entire difference. And, uh, it's pretty
1: incredible that, that coach earned their, uh, their paycheck, you know, for the, for the year. Yeah. Yeah, And it's, you know, like I said, you saw him, you saw him pitch last uh, Tuesday night. Um, he's been great. He's been every bit as good as Zach Wheeler. And, uh, yeah, just just funny how that works out.
0: Yeah. Yep. He's going to be expensive. Um, yes, he will. It certainly seems the reporting is saying that the Cardinals number one target is Sonny Gray, um, which is not surprising. Yeah, womp womp. I, I mean, we both, you know, he's been great. But obviously, Nola is Nola and Snell are looking like the 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 top pitching arms in the in the domestic market. Yeah. You, you know, your yeah. opinion on Yamamoto. It, you
1: know. It's honestly it's not even uh, I'd be totally happy with Sonny Gray. The The problem is investing as much money as he's going to require. Like he's not going to be as discounted as I think people think he did. He led the league right. whip uh, or sorry, FIP and home runs per nine last year. The problem is that he's going to be uh, an old 34 going into next season. Um, and he's right. a small guy. And if if you're going to invest 100 million bucks, I'd much rather go to the 30 year old than the 34 year old. Right. Um, That being said, Sonny Gray makes this team better. Yeah. Like immediately, significantly, uh, immediately
0: and significantly better. So we would be fine with it. Yes. Uh, Without a doubt. Yep. All right. We want to talk about the playoffs and some other things that are happening around the league. But before we do, we want to remind everybody that this show is listener supported on Patreon. If you've been enjoying the show, been sticking with us all year or you're brand new and just want to show your support for the time and effort that we put into the show, Um, we would love for you to visit patreoncom slash talking about birds and consider joining Uh, patrons of any level, get access to our private discord server. Uh, we've been already starting to really track the movement of the off season. The, the Marlins news that we were talking about, we're going to talk about here in a little bit was a hot topic in the, in the bird score the other day, just a really good place to talk to other Cardinal fans. And you actually get responses and you know, they're cool people on the other side, unlike whatever your experience is a relative term. Well, yeah, it's outside me and you, there's some cool people (laughs) in the bird's gourd. Um, so yeah, bird's gourd. Uh, we also, uh, you get access to episodes a little early sometimes, which is cool. And, uh, just show your support for a local show. Uh, we also appreciate everybody who has taken the time to leave us a review on their favorite podcast platform that helps, uh, in a number of different ways. Um, and we, we appreciate it. So Ben, where can
1: people find us online? Yeah. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at talk about birds. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at talking about birds. Uh, you can email us thoughts, questions, concerns, um, pictures to talk about birds at gmail.com uh you can listen to this podcast on spotify review us on spotify listen listen there we got a wow. tiktok come look at our faces on the tiktok and you can find all of that information at talkingaboutbirds.com. again that is talking about all
0: right we have moved into the cs series yeah in the 2023 playoffs um none of the teams that we wanted to move forward have moved forward yeah um we got an all texas alcs and we've got uh phillies i mean diamondbacks it's fun anytime there's a new team there but uh certainly doesn't look like it's gonna go well for the diamondbacks uh how you been feeling about the uh the cs series so far
1: well, yeah, I guess we'll start because uh, I, obviously I was watching the the Phillies Diamondbacks game last night, yeah. um, and it got out of control fairly quickly. Um, but because I'm a masochist, I did watch, sit there and just watch all nine innings as the
0: yeah.
1: Uh, I watched you know, the Monday
0: night game. Yeah, it, it was a tighter game, but it was still, yeah, you know, Phillies ahead the whole time.
1: Right, and, and it's you know when you really look at this team, the Phillies or these this matchup, the Phillies are just the better team. You you look yeah. at like bryce harper trey turner um that alone like two superstars two superstars that are also playing like superstars trey turner has a 302 wrc plus right now um uh in the playoffs and he's hitting for power he's stealing bases um my my lovely wife was transfixed by a very smooth slide (laughs) that trey turner had into third base last night he's just so good Yeah. yeah um and, you know, I think last night, uh and, and I like the Diamondbacks, and I want to root for Corbin Carroll and Gabriel Moreno. Great and, stash. Great stash. And uh he kind of looks like a cartoon character. He's a funny looking guy. Yeah. Um Catel uh Catel Marte. I, I love watching him play. He's he's so strong and fast and um yeah, there 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 are some things about this team that you that you really like and I think last night we kind of saw them the first time, looked like they were actually, knew they were playing the Phillies and knew that they were getting their asses kicked. When that ball dropped in front of Evan Longoria on the infield and Moreno and the pitcher were just kind of looking at it, um, it was one of those shoulder dropping, season ending moments. It just seems like it's done. Um, Remind me of uh, the 2013 World Series when the ball fell in between Yachty and Wayno? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Super similar. Um, and uh, it's too bad. That being said, at least the Phillies are fun to watch. I love watching Bryce Harper. Yeah. Um, I, I, Castellanos, even though he's kind of annoying to me uh, when he's playing well, it's kind of fun as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, they they seem I would be shocked <laughs> if the Phillies yeah. do not I, honestly sweep uh, because the uh, you know, with Gallen going down and Kelly going down, it's hard to see how. Brandon and yeah. fought is going to save the time to stop the onslaught the dinger
0: brigade yeah um uh, yeah I, I generally feel the same uh bryce harper has been one of my favorite players in the league since he came into the league and i think he is a like a good face of the game he's a good representation for the game you know he like f- there was obviously the the early years reputation of being a hothead and whatnot but nowadays I'm almost like, man, you're too mature. I kind of almost want Bryce Harper to unleash a little bit more again. Like, like, uh, at the end of the season, when he, when he screamed at that, uh, third base umpire and he like stormed down the line at him. Uh, it's like, there we go. I need a little bit more of that Bryce Harper again, because like in his post game interviews, you know, he he had the home run on his birthday and like he's a star of the game. And all he wants to do is talk about how good his teammates are and how good a, the other team was. It's like, no, Bryce, you've almost matured too much. But shove it a, down
1: their throats. Yeah. Like I yeah.
0: want a little bit of that. I, I We need a little bit of a, a little bit more of that uh, old arrogance from him. But but regardless, he's he's such a good like, you know, face of the game. And yeah, and, that PR and,
1: training works, though.
0: It did and two years in a row now, likely going to the World Series like the the MLB should be putting him front and center on everything. You know, yeah. he's he's incredible uh, and uh, he'd be a good counterbalance to, to like, you know, the the sort of like flashiness of like a Mookie Betts. You know, let's get Mookie Betts and Harper in some commercials together. Like, yeah. let's have them presenting at the Oscars or something.
1: I don't know. Get them out <laughs> there. Yeah. Putting him anywhere is is a good idea, and any, yeah. anywhere they want to do that. And yeah, you do have the benefit of him, like he looks like a like a dirty baseball player. I don't. know. He yeah. looks like he'd be in the movie Major League or something like yeah. that, which I believe you've never seen, so you you don't understand. But uh, I've seen you know pictures. Idiot. Um, <laughs> no Chris, crying in baseball. What? That's not the right movie. <laughs> oh yeah, More that's a league of their own. Uh... You're so you. <sighs>
0: Hey, we're going into the offseason. We did our bad baseball movie uh, thing last year. Maybe we should do a good baseball movie thing this year. You should
1: just want to watch Major League. Why would I do
0: anything if it's not for content, Ben? All
1: right. Uh, Rangers and Rangers and Astros. (laughs) Rangers. Rangers. I mean, that's what this feels like. It's just all Texas all the time. I don't care. Yeah. But uh, I I guess I do care because I really don't want the Astros to win. And uh, I'll tell you what. Rangers are giving me team of destiny vibes right now. Yeah. I hate to say it. I don't want Texas to win. I don't want the Rangers to win. I definitely don't want the Astros to win. So that's, that's the positive. Um, but they have not lost a game since October 1st. Yeah. Uh, they bad. are just steamrolling. Um, I, I think I want the Rangers
0: to win over the remaining- Like I there, I think the team I want to win the most of the remaining teams. Yeah. Um, I I think I like, the players on the Phillies better, but I could just never root for the Philadelphia Phillies to win the world series. It's yeah. Just, there's just something in my heart that prevents that. Um, even though I want Bryce Harper to win a world series, um, the Rangers though, like I, we talked about it last week. I like how they built their team and I like a lot of the players. Corey Seeger, I think is great. Yeah. Dallas is fun. You know, they got a good blend and now, uh, Monty's there leading them. Like, you know, there's a lot to like about this team and they're yeah. beating the Astros, which makes me like them even more.
1: They are beating the Astros and they're beating the Astros while Jordan Alvarez is going like full Super Saiyan, which is just not something that I thought was going to be possible, but they're getting like production from Evan Carter, who I'd never heard of before, like a month <laughs> ago. Uh, Leodi Tavares, their uh, super slick center fielder is hitting the ball. Uh, Nathan Eovaldi is massively underrated, I think. Are we not talking about Nathan Iavaldi enough? Like um and, and like you said, Monty, uh yeah, Josh Young is, is playing great and, and has been a great uh third baseman for them. Yeah, I mean they're 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 fairly easy to root for. And like you said, I think the the Chris Young, their GM going out and spending money to turn the team around is something that you and I um support. Just like uh, the methodology, the, the, the theory of it, it is good for the game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It like, and they did it like they, they, uh, you know, they, they clearly had a plan, right? They signed, like, remember when they signed Simeon and Seeger and it was like, what, you're not supposed to be good next year. And they're like, yeah, yeah, that, but these are two great players that we want on our team. And when we are good, they're going to be a big part of it. And. Now they are good and those guys are a big part of their team. You know? <laughs> Turns out. Turns out, get good players when they're available and yeah. you know, it, it can work out. Uh yeah. did you see the the uh uh Dusty Baker um like virus uh like interview that went around? No. Okay, so I've only read it, so there's at least one part of this context that I don't know why he corrects the, um, corrects the reporter. But here it is. I'm gonna this is gonna be a little bit of reading, but I think it's funny. So, question: There's a report that Jordan is dealing with a virus. How is he feeling? And what went into consideration to put him in the lineup today? Dusty Baker. His name is Jordan. That's number one. And plus, number two, the reports about him having a virus. I got a virus. Everybody got a virus. So he's fine. He's better today than he was yesterday. Just to follow a question, just to follow up. Are you sick or is Alvarez sick? You said everybody has a virus. <laughs> Dusty Baker. No. Yeah. My allergies are bothering me. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, what is sick? No, I'm serious. I'm not being a smarty. Question. I guess what are the things Alvarez is dealing with? Dusty Baker. He's fine. He's better today than he was yesterday. And like I was telling somebody yesterday, as a responsible man, a family man, you go to work, you know? And I never saw my dad in bed ever sick, and I'm sure he was sick. And sometimes, as a man, you just go to work. <laughs> Dusty Baker, everybody.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 so, I guess you can say... <laughs> So it sounds he's, like everyone's sick. It sounds like everyone's kind of sick. And God. we've been hearing more reporting of it that Alvarez is specific. Specifically Alvarez is sick. And it sounds like Dusty Baker just maybe he's been asked a lot about it already. Or he's like sick of he just doesn't want to talk about it. But he's basically like everybody is sick all the time. <laughs> so why does this matter? <laughs> Stop talking to me about it. Yeah, he's going to be a man and show up to work. Yeah, you know, which just it's like such a screwball answer and you know obviously as a Cardinal fan we have a storied history with Dusty Baker but he cracks me up and uh you know he's great but what an insane response to a couple simple questions
1: it is it's amazing um it's amazing that That is the path he chose to answer that question (laughs) when he could have easily have said, Jordan's fine, he'll be in the game tonight. Yeah. But deciding to take to reference his father (laughs) and rubbing dirt on it and uh, call in masculinity And sick, uh, I'm sick, we're all sick, I got
0: allergies, you know, I just love the reporter too actually following up, like, what do you mean when you say everyone is sick?
1: (laughs) Right, and it also, for a moment, sounds like that Dusty doesn't know the difference between allergies and a virus, um, which is, you know, explains a lot uh, for a lot of folks over the past couple of years, but um, Mm. it's, uh, yeah, I I don't really want to comment on much more than that, I think that that's beautiful, and it's uh, poetry, and uh, thank you, Dusty. Yep. Thank you, Dusty. Uh,
0: no. All right. So I guess we'll see how the, the, you know, we only got a couple of weeks of this left, um, but it's certainly looking like we're going to get a Rangers Phillies world series, which if you like dingers, uh, should be a good series.
1: Should be fun. Yeah. It, yeah. It's uh, two teams that are built in very similar ways. A lot of homers. Uh, Texas definitely has a far better defense, Um, But the whole teams have two uh, uh, top starting pitchers, um, which which makes that exciting. And you have the Max Scherzer factor where I think he should be pitching tonight. We're recording on Wednesday. Um, You know, if Max Scherzer can get five innings, uh, that really changes how the Rangers look uh, going forward. So I guess we'll see. Yeah.
0: Well, let's uh, let's run through some uh, some league news. What have you got for me, Ben?
1: Yeah, I referenced this early in the pod, but uh, the Marlins and Kim Ng part ways. Uh, Essentially, uh, Kim Ng brings the Marlins to the playoffs, albeit by a wing and a prayer, the first time in 20 years. Um, And Bruce Sherman, who is the principal owner of the Marlins, uh, lets her know that he wants to hire a Pobo, uh, president of baseball operations, over her. Um, And she says, well, I did a good job. Why are we doing that? Why don't I get that job? Um, and she declined her half of the uh, mutual option that was over her final year of control. Uh, and I kind of say good for her. I think that um, Kimming is somebody who doesn't care about being the first woman GM in baseball. Um but I think it's important and it's something that you and I should be aware of and and talk Mm -hmm. about and celebrate. And she is going to get a job somewhere else, but it is kind of crazy that a person what irrelevant to her sex is obviously like, or how to phrase this. Many people would say that she's overqualified for the role of GM. She's in her fifties. She finally gets that role, turns a team around. um, Even though she has an owner who is unwilling to spend on the team, still manages to find value, get that team going, make some smart trades um and uh and gets that team into the playoffs and then he decides to make that move um i do wonder I do wonder what is going on in Bruce sherman's tiny little brain. <laughs> I also have written down here I think it's <coughs> pardon me, I think it's important to note that Only it was three or four years ago, Bruce Sherman ran Derek Jeter, a highly competitive baseball man out of Miami, who was not only the CEO of the team, but a partial owner and obviously had more skin in the game than Kim Ming. Kim Ming was just kind of an employee. Derek Jeter was an actual owner and he said, right. you know what, rather than doing this anymore, I'm going to GTFO I'm and out. I'm going to go work for Fox with Alex Rodriguez. This, yeah. that working with a rod sounds better than working <laughs> with you. Um He sold all his shares in the
0: company too. Like he, yeah. he was out. He's like, I am done. Um, Yeah, it's pretty wild. I, I don't, you know, I don't know enough about the, the situation to have like, to, to really understand the dynamics of what they wanted out of a player, uh, president of baseball operations versus her as the GM. Uh, but kind of doesn't matter. They fucked up super hard. She's great. And if you really wanted this like Pobo position, um, there's, there's got, there had to have been a way to make this an right. amicable partnership with her and that it didn't have to go get to the point where she is turning down her option like it, what it tells you is that they just win at it in a completely like stupid uh offensive way and she said I like it's clear to me that you I'm sure that was eye opening to her on their perspective or perception of her because right. you could see a world where it's like a president of baseball operations is a different position and has a different set of roles and responsibilities. And maybe there is a world where they wanted someone with a different set of skills than Kim. And I I don't know. And, but you could see a world where like this is a logical thing to come to. Um, but to do it in such a way that it drives your awesome GM to just flat out leave means they handled it like bullshit in an offensive way. Um, yeah, you know, it it's just and, it, it shows how
1: stupid they are, and I know this happens sometimes, and and it's usually within fighting, right? But from an objective point of view, this person gets you into the playoffs for the first time in twenty years. Usually, that person's getting an extension, and maybe yeah, a, uh, and maybe more, uh, right? Uh, maybe a promotion, maybe maybe something else. Maybe they get to hire some of their own team. Some really interesting things coming out about this. Like, there's been some background reporting about. Uh, old Marlins people being kind of stuck in their ways and and still being throughout the organization and maybe possibly undermining her and, and Bruce Sherman, not supporting her. Um, it's really interesting. I will say just full stop, like the fact that uh, the executive arm of baseball has less diversity now than it did uh, yesterday yeah. sucks. Um, yes. But I think, you know, there are some pretty interesting GM spots um, and maybe even Pobo spots out there. And I would not be surprised if Kim Ng, uh is scooped up rather quickly and, and we go yeah. back to it. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I also wonder, like, who wants to go work for Bruce Sherman? Like I you know. ran off Derek Jeter and Kim Ng, two people who are like pretty well respected in the industry. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's I mean, you, you touched on it. You know, I
0: don't think we're the most qualified to to really have this discussion but can you think of a more cliche uh poor handling of a woman in an executive position than this like chasing them off because you want to hire a new boss for them like yeah it's like cartoon tropey, like oil baron I'm gonna build a I'm gonna build a a refinery on that kid's playground it's like it's really hard not to read it as like just sexism that you know, is that she rightfully is pissed off right. about and is leaving. Um, and let's so.
1: say, you know, it, it, it doesn't really matter. Uh, Bruce Sherman's in, intent here. It is, yeah. you know, the, 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 it, uh, the optics are bad as they say, the optics yeah. are bad. And what are the it's, odds that it's not
0: part of, it's an old billionaire <laughs> ding dong. What are the odds that this isn't, uh, exactly what it looks like, I right. guess. And,
1: yeah. uh, you know, the other thing is like, how, how she got two years irrelevant to her skills, her resume, her sex, anything like that. Nobody can fix a baseball team in two years. Most yeah. of these people have, they have five, six year plans. Um, So the fact that she made it like she, I would say for her limited time in the chair did pretty damn good yeah um i guess we'll see what uh mr or mrs next hire does but uh good luck yeah and uh i'm sure those emails from bruce are fun to receive so good luck bring to, her you. to
0: uh bring him to the cardinals am i i'm calling for a ing
1: kepler uh you know brain trust bring him over to st louis it could be pretty interesting uh yeah. get some smart people over here and some people outside of the org um in similar but different news Alyssa Nakin uh formerly interviews for the Giants managerial position believed to be the first woman to ever even interview for a manager role this uh she was a uh, bench coach or uh, operating as a coach for the Giants the last couple of years uh, but kind of cool it's you know yep. maybe one step uh, back and and one step forward um, but just the fact that those conversations are happening, I, I think is pretty cool. And, uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, I think that that I would not be surprised. They're going to cast a really wide net yeah. for that role. Um, but we shall see. Yeah, I mean, it's a
0: bummer that it's 2023 and this is the first time someone's been able to interview for it. But uh, it is a step forward and is. that is good.
1: It so. is good. Yeah. Um, all right. More baseball news. Brandon Woodruff expected to miss almost all of 2024 after shoulder. Surgery. So um, uh, I
0: mean, you never call for it, you never hope for injury, but uh, you know, it just got a little bit easier for the Cardinals in 2024. So we'll we'll take it, but obviously we would rather have just beat Brandon Woodruff than him miss the whole yeah, season.
1: But, but. Def- big central news for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh speaking of ace pitchers, Clayton Kershaw is still undecided on his future. I will say I'm gonna bet he's coming back. Uh yeah.
0: I, unless he wants to do like a Kofax sort of thing, you know, which I know he gets comp to a lot anyway. Like he was really good in 2023. He you was know, their he best pitcher his, this year. Yeah, he had his standard injury problems, but like he was, other than of course a little game in the uh, <laughs> in LDS, he was incredible this year. He's good when he pitches. If he's done with injuries. Just or if he's done with like the rigmarole, he's made his money, he's going in the Hall of Fame, yeah. he's just done with it. I'd respect that, but you know, I think any team would be would benefit by having him next year.
1: If if I was Clayton, I would do the Roger Clemens thing and I would come back after the All Star break and give him as much time for his body to get healthy as possible. Mm. Yeah, and the Dodgers yeah, would let cool. him do that. And also, the Dodgers are good enough that they could, uh, basically, you know. Just float a starter for half a season. <laughs> yeah, they can. Yeah. Uh, All right. Moving back into front office news. Uh, James Click, uh, who, you know, was kind of the, uh, I think, pretty smart front office guy for the Astros for a while uh, after getting fired by their owner. Uh, he joins a number of other ca- candidates who have declined the spot for the head of base up. Uh, sorry. Boston's baseball operations department. The other names are former Rangers president of baseball ops, John Daniels, former Marlins president, Michael Hill and Rangers GM who has just extended Mike Hazen. Um, and I find it very interesting. I mean, maybe Kim Ng will be thrown into this list as well, mm. but you know, we're talking about like who would want to work for Bruce Sherman, who would want to work for John Henry. Look at the way John Henry has own, or kind of handled this situation. Um, going back to Dombrowski, obviously Heim Bloom, I think Heim Bloom wasn't doing a great job, but I also think he was limited by John Henry. It is kind of crazy to me that this is not one of the most desirable jobs in the sport. yeah, I mean, multiple people are saying, mm, I'm good,
0: yeah. It's pretty damning on the reputation of the of the seat because, yeah, being the GM of the Boston Red Sox, like it's a pretty big one, right? It is so or the the President of baseball operations or whatever of Boston is a highly desirable big picture baseball position. But if people are like,
1: no, you go do it. uh, James Click is staying as a vice president with the Blue Jays. Yeah. To not come and do the Pobo of the Red Sox. Yeah. Not a good look. It's, yeah, yeah. Very strange. See how that turns out. I don't know. Maybe uh, Billy Bean will finally take the uh, Boston. Hey, there girls. you go. Um, All right. The final piece of news. Uh, Trevor May has retired on Twitch uh, and he had a little something. We're just I'm really just trashing on owners today. I, which I know. I
0: love this. Let's keep it going. It was an
1: unintentional theme. But uh, so is it uh, not tre- the
0: theme of our episodes, like
1: 40 <laughs> percent of the
0: time, it kind least. of is
1: They're They're the worst at um, Arby's. But uh, Trevor, uh, Trevor May. Uh, he's got a big Twitch presence, um, and he said this uh, after announcing his retirement, um, and you can probably guess who this is directed at. Sell the team, dude. Sell it, man. Let somebody who actually like takes pride in things that they own own something. There's actually people who give a shit about the game. Let them do it. Take mommy and daddy's money and go somewhere else, dork. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think that's one of the better baseball quotes I've ever heard. <laughs> there was more to it too. He was like yeah. really like not holding back. If you have not yeah. heard it, I recommend seeking out uh, yeah, the full statement, but uh shout out Trevor may take mommy and daddy's money and go somewhere else. Dork. It's <laughs> great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, if you're not familiar, uh, Fisher, uh, Nate and I were talking about this before the pod, uh, his dad founded gap um, and he has never worked a day in his life. So it's a pretty apt um, mm-hmm. and shout out Trevor may a, a, a solid reliever. Yeah. Yeah. And it uh, seems like a solid dude too. Yeah. So um, yeah,
0: it's great. Definitely watch <laughs> the video. Yeah. Uh, and that's all I got for league news. All right, let's go ahead and wrap up this episode. Uh, it's been a couple months since we played this game, but I think it's always a fun one. We're returning back to our classic. Who is this guy? Who is this guy? All right. So the way this game works, if you're new to the show, I have a series of clues about a person who has played at the major league level for the St. Louis Cardinals at some point. Uh, These clues will start incredibly vague and get more and more specific the further along we get into the game. Ben's goal is to guess The name of this player in as few hints as possible yeah so he has to make a guess after every hint and that's it there's five total hints so uh ben are you ready i'm ready nate all right this player was born december 7th 1979 in baton rouge louisiana
1: 1979 great wow smashing pumpkins is the only thing i can think of um 1979 okay so he is retired um and he is from louisiana i'm trying to think some of our southern boys have been um there's obviously quite a few um southern yeah. cardinals louisiana louisiana that i feel like that should be a good hint um i know that izzy is from that general area um i might be getting him mixed up with like alabama or something but i'll say um just based on that yeah i'll go with jason ising as my my first guess good guess but that is incorrect okay um it's probably trying I think to make probably older than that. Also, now that I, I yeah,
0: say that out loud, probably. Let me see. Jason Isringhausen. Uh, he was born in seventy two, so okay, yeah, quite yeah, quite a in, bit older than that, in baseball yeah. years. That's that's a lot ancient. Um uh, uh, All right, next hint, in no particular order. This player played for the Chicago Cubs, St. Louis Cardinals, and San Francisco Giants.
1: Okay, that's a short list, which should be helpful, right? Um, yeah. Okay, Cubs, Cardinals, Giants—in no particular order, right? You said that. All right. I'm trying to think. Um, just trying to think of the Cardinals, Cubs players. There's been a right. lot. Um, I don't know where Mark Gruzelonic is from, but th- I—what did he play on the Giants? He may have. Might have been on the Nationals. I can't remember where, or maybe he went to the Dodgers. Actually, so maybe it's not Gruselonic. That's like a similar age. I, he might be older than that, also. Huh. Let me see. Derek Lee. No, no. I'm just thinking of Cubs players of that age range. Aramis Ramirez. No. Um, San Francisco Giants. Man. Uh, oh man, that's a really tough one. I'm going to say John Brebbia. No, he's not old enough. Um, man, uh, did Jason Marquis go over there? I'll. Oh wait, is it? I don't think. Uh, I just got to guess. Okay, Matt Morris. Is it Matt Morris? No, it is not Matt Morris. Okay. I know Matt Morris uh, played for the Giants and the Cardinals. I was like, maybe he played for the Cubs. He might be too old, though as well
0: yeah, uh Mark Gris was born in nineteen seventy uh, yeah okay old enough going to have played he started his career with the Expos, okay, yeah, I'm going too old, all right yeah um yeah you're you're locked in on early seventies um okay, uh Giants oh, hmm third hint okay he led the nl in singles in 2008 2009 and 2010 led the you said the al the nl oh okay i was like the only of those teams he you listed for... were yeah yeah <laughs> he like, only played for second. the cubs
1: cardinals and and giants okay and he led oh shit i know who it is it's ryan the riot
0: you got it Ryan Ryan Terrio. Terrio. yep
1: nice man i haven't Uh, thought
0: about ryan terrio in a long time i honestly am a little surprised you got i think with my next two hints you you would have gotten it because i kind of give it away but i I thought it might go all the way to the last hand because you know we don't really think about ryan terrio very much um but uh I was thinking about the last time the Cardinals won the World Series and I was like, well, let's look through that lineup. I'm like, oh yeah. He was he was like this he, I think he started at DH on game seven of the 2011 World Series. Wow. <laughs>
1: yeah. what a weird team that was. Yes, it was. Uh so here's my um
0: my last two hints and uh reminder the last one is always supposed to be ridiculous. So uh here's the one where you might have gotten it um if you hadn't gotten it already. Despite his overall unheralded career, he won a World Series in back-to-back years in 2011 with the STL Cardinals and in 2012 with the Giants before yeah. retiring.
1: So yeah, that that I I don't know honestly I don't know how I got to Ryan Terrio I don't know how yeah. that pops into my brain. Um, and and final hint. Uh, here's a list of alternative names: Peter the Party, Frank
0: the Fight, Rex the Rampage, or Fran the Fracas
1: i don't know if that would have helped me either so i guess i'm glad i got it on the one i got it on <laughs> ryan the riot ryan um, the riot all right
0: but you got it you got it after the third hint so it nice it. wow job. why did um, they get him um didn't we need
1: someone at second base it was uh because it, air they, miles was already gone right yeah um Alan Craig did they was that the year that oh no that was the year that well, Skip was playing yeah Craig played left field yeah God, yeah. man really looking at that team I mean it's I guess you get a lot of help from Molina Pujols, Holiday, and Berkman that that really yeah. carries a lot of the weight there
0: well and you know let's remember they weren't like the favorite at all you know yeah. they were they 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 came on strong in September it was the uh, they, it's like the crazy one right where they were down like 10 and a half games yeah. on like August 30th or whatever and the Braves absolutely collapsed <laughs> so like you know it was not a powerhouse team but it's the playoffs it's a random championship generator it yeah. went really really well So they did it last time the Rangers were in the World Series oh wow 2011
1: or maybe just bringing up Ryan Terrio we'll, we'll screw the Rangers we'll see what mm. happens here yeah well,
0: that'll do it for this uh, week. We'll see the conclusion of the CS series by the next episode. So we'll have a little bit of World Series preview uh, for next week. At least I think we should. I guess if they go seven games, we might not be there by next week. But I don't Seems think Seems unlikely we'll see. right now. Yeah, but that's going yeah, to happen. Yeah. yeah. So we'll continue our coverage of that. And we're getting closer and closer to actual offseason news. Uh, so that will be exciting as always if you have a question or comment find us on all of our various uh, social media platforms and again consider joining the patreon patreon.com and until next week uh i guess go rangers sure Bye. bye